Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pwn Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Sports is second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 836 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight we are going to be going through a fuckload of material. We have to get through a bit of the remnants of patch 14.1 because we never got around to finishing that, and we're also going to do 14.2, so... Buckle up and uh, get ready to listen to us talk about league. So, yeah, um, Colin, how you been doing lately? Good in league and good in life in general. Hopefully, uh, life is good. It's looking like I'm gonna get a job. Uh, my contract's gonna probably get extended, so that's the hope. That's it's always good. nice to have income. Yes. Want to keep a job around? Yeah, and a league. Uh, I told you guys earlier, but Summoners Drift seven game loss streak right now. Not the greatest. Only three of its ranks, so that's, you know, and uh, Arian win streak, so, you know, that's where it's at. Yep. How many more did yeah, you, you won know. before uh, before last night? Because we won two. I know. Oh, I, I think it is just two. Oh. Arian wins, yeah. Well, all right, then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how's your league? Still a win streak. It is still yeah, a win streak. My, win, my league has been pretty good. Um, up in, I mean, today I didn't have the best solo queue results, but... Um, Solo queue has been decent to me so far. Uh, I mean, I did place in plat three, and then I got promoted, or plat four. I got promoted up to plat two, and then I just got demoted back to three. But um, yeah, it's been good so far. I don't love the current meta for the champions that I play specifically. But that being said, I think uh, I think it'll slowly move in more of my direction. Although. I think Jungle Maokai, even though the clear is not great anymore in the early game, feels fantastic with all the new, um, with all the map changes and the darkness and everything and all the uncertainty and the straight up like bursty onslaught that this meta is right now. Uh, being able to have advanced scouting is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Life-wise, uh, going well. Work's going well, and um, yeah, planning. I've just planned out my vacation for the next like year and a half, basically. So, uh, yeah, yeah, everything's good. John, what about you? I have been good. Uh, league's been. I've not played too much league, but the little bit of league I have played has been good. I mean, all the camps I like to play are pretty good right now. Um, been playing a bit of Rengar, a bit of uh, Braves, um, a little bit of Kha'Zix, done a little Belveth as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, that it's been going well. Um, work's been just normal, just busy though, recently. Um, but yeah. Sure. Sure. Cool. Um, I was just curious. I'm looking to see on like 
jungle win rates and uh yeah your champs are doing pretty well especially for their pick rates yeah rengar's got a pretty high ban rate he does 22.6 right now in emerald plus yeah. yeah he's really fun though when i get him you want to guess what the highest win rate champion is so far on this patch? Ivern. Lilia. It is neither of those. Those are down at a measly 53. <laughs> There's actually eight champions that have a higher win rate than them. Gosh, that's probably not good for me. Zach? It's not, it's not my champ. Zach, is, Zach Top is number two with a 54.6. AD. Twisted Fate. No, I've seen it twice and I hate it. I actually start. I'm starting to ban it because I don't want to see it. Uh, nope. It's a support. Janna. No. Bard. Nope. What? Santa. Nope. Bard was a good guy. So they have. So what do we got? They're in seven point. What are you looking at? They're picked in support in all. Basically, 8% of games, Emerald Plus. Dude, how is it not Bard? Soraka? Nope, it's not. Blitzcrank? Nope. It's Maokai's support. I'm just going to give it to you. It's Maokai's support. Maokai's support. Has an 8% pick rate in support and a 55% win rate. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every time I've played against Maokai this season, I mean, even last season, I got destroyed. Yeah, he goes... uh, one of those he goes the um the CC support item and then Trailblazer into Locket and Knight's Vow and stuff like full protection. Okay. I think Locket's much better now that it's not a mythic. Yeah. That held it, that held that item back. It did. Playing Rengar and Dirt Malkai is terrible. I love it. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm the Malkai player. I love it. I played a game earlier that ended up getting remaked, but um, our top laner picked Maokai, and I wanted to play Maokai in jungle, and our support wanted to play Maokai in support. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Even though his top top win rate's very good, he's the second best top laner, apparently. 53.5. His jungle is a little below 50. He's a very good champ right now. He is. He's very good. Yeah. I want he's some jungle bad. buffs for him, though. It's not going to happen, I know, because then he becomes a pro play menace, but... I feel like he went from non-existent to, like, being able to play him in every single role. Yeah, he like, doesn't... Uh, I feel like in top lane, he was mostly played in top lane, I feel like, and then he just... He was kind of... He just gives such good peel, and trying to ch chase him out is very hard. Very yeah, hard. I think he's so away. good. I love having Alka on my team. It's so good. Yeah. Very good ulti. Well, okay. Um, let's stop talking about Maokai because I don't think Maokai has been changed, but definitely wasn't changed in 14.1. So we're not going to go over everything else, which is like four item categories that we still haven't hit. Um, just going to go through uh, the items that have been removed. So for the specific classes, we're going to talk about specifically the new items. We're going to go over them, bring up how the new support crest works, and then we're going to fly into 14.2. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, tank and support tank item-wise, the items that have been removed are Turbo Chem Tank, Radiant Virtue, Gargoyle Stoneplate, Aegis of the Legion, Evan Shroud, Radiant Virtue, and Lifewell Pendant. So 
a lot of items have been removed. However, they've gotten four new items, so I'll take the first two, and then Colin, you'll take the second two. So Hollow Radiance is basically an AP Sunfire is what it is. It gives you health, it gives you MR, it gives you health regen, um, and it has the Immolate passive. It also has this really buggy passive on it called Desolate, which is when you kill a non-ward, non-structure enemy, it deals 20 plus 3.5% of your bonus health, magic damage in an area around them. Think like a passive on uh, Tristana E explodes on them. However, um, there's videos out there of Renata ulting, uh, and it can kill your own teammates. That explosion damage can, can actually affect your own teammates when the enemies are berserked. It's so weird. I was hoping to get some ally kills last night in Aram, and it didn't work. But um, there's that one. And then uh, Unending Despair is a new one, completely new one. Um, it gives you health, uh, armor, ability haste, and besides those stats, it's while in combat with champions, every 7 seconds deal 30 to 50 based on level, plus 3% bonus health, magic damage to nearby enemy champions within 650 units. That's Caitlyn's auto range, for the record. Um, healing for 250% of the damage dealt. So it's similar to the way the old Jack show worked, but this is every 7 seconds it does this. Um, it makes tanks very hard to kill when they have this item. And you're buying it mostly for the passive. I don't think it's that gold efficient, but um, that's unending despair. Do you want to take uh, Canic Rookern and Trailblazer, Colin? Canic Rookern is 2,900 gold. The recipe is a Spectre's Cow, Negatron Cloak, and 750 gold. It gives you 400 health, 80 magic resist, 125 base health regen, and gives the passive Mega Bane. After not taking damage from champions for 12 seconds, Gain a magic shield for 20% of your maximum health. So this is a crazy good item. Any tank, top lane, or any... Uh, who's going against like a, a mage in the top lane, you just take this. You can even just take tanks and mid. If you're up against AP, just take this and you'll be fine. By the time the next wave gets there, you have the shield back. So you go in, one-shot the wave, and walk back out. Basically full HP, because it's just the shields. I think that's really good. And then we have Trailblazer. Uh, total cost is 2,400 gold. The recipe is winged moon plate, chain vest, and 700 gold. It gives 250 health, 40 armor, 5% bonus movement speed, and the passive lead the way. While moving, build up to 20 bonus movement speed. At max stacks, leave a trail that raises allies, allied champions' movement speed by 15% of your movement speed. Your next attack discharges built up a movement speed. For melee champions at top speed, the attack also slows the target by 50% for one second. So it's uh, some of the just Janna. Janna's passive, just let people uh, follow you up. And they uh, added, they gave the slow from Deadmans to this, because yes. Deadmans no longer slows when you auto them. It does damage still, but it no longer uh, slows. So this is like the tank version of Shirelia's, in a way. It's not an active, but Good passive that does the same. Effect, yeah. Kind of. For sure. Very good. And then we have assassin items. So we're going to let John go on and spiel about this. So, John, give us yeah. your spiel. Assassin items. Uh, so, a bunch of new assassin items. Um, I've used a good amount of them, if not all of them. Um, as far as uh, the one that I've been going the most. Uh, on Rengar now, you go, you rush Hubris, 
Um, that item's really fun. Um, and it's gives it, it's 3k. Um, the recipe is serrated dirk, Caulfield's Warhammer, and 900 gold. Um, so the build path is really nice. Um, 60 AD, 18 lethality, 15 ability haste. Um, so everything an assassin would want as far as stats. Um, and then the passive ego, when you kill an enemy champion, you are granted a statue of yourself. If you already have a statue, the statue upgrades. Um, it's kind of cool throughout the game to see the statue like upgrade and it changes colors. And, um, so, I mean, it's, it's just a fun item. Um, and then the other passive, Eminence, when a champion that you have damaged within the last three seconds dies, gain 10 plus 1 per rank of statue attack damage for 60 seconds. So, I mean, I've had this on Rengar stacked where I've had, like, from Eminence, I've had, like, 60, I think it was, like, 63 stacks. So it was get, literally the passive was giving me 63 AD. I think, and then the, well, if the uh, it would give you seventy three because it's ten. Plus. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, and I think so it's, it's actually fifteen on live, if I remember correctly. They yeah, they changed it. They did a mid patch update, so um, on both of the items that I go on him on uh, Rengar. So as far as the update for Hebrus, what they did was yeah, they made it so ten to fifteen. Um, per statue rank, but before it was ten plus one per statue rank. Now it's fifteen plus two per statue rank. So you're just getting more in general. So you get more uh per statue rank, and then each statue rank is giving you more as well. And then also the duration of eminence has went from sixty to ninety seconds. So. And it extends if you have, uh, if you get like a takedown. Um, but yeah, item feels really good. You get so much AD, so much burst. Um, and then I've been going um, Profane Hydra. I guess I'll just be a little bit of that. Um, they made it cheaper. They changed it from 34 to 3300. It feels and great it, uh, to buy it yeah, as well. So good. And it makes. Um, it makes Rengar's clear so good. Like, you just delete camps with this item. It's I bought it on Kha'Zix earlier today, and I went first item profane, and I was murdering camps. Yeah, it's insane. And you, um, they buff the passive, uh, the, or the unique active, rather, on the uh, profane hydra. So before, you would do, uh, like, you know, the little damage around you. In a 450 unit radius, it used to be 80% of your AD physical damage. Now it's 100% of your AD physical damage. And then it's um, it used to be increased the damage to targets below 30%. Now it's targets below 50%. So the threshold um, is going up and then increased to 150% AD that you would get on those targets that were like below 50%. Um, so they just straight up buffed the item and made it cheaper, and it feels really good. Um, on everyone I build it on, as far as assassins. Uh, but let's see, as far as 
other items. I haven't really built um, Ravenous Hydra. I've built it. I played much. with it, Camille, yesterday, and it felt okay. It was fine. I think it needs... I don't know. It, it felt weird. It didn't feel great. It didn't feel that bad. I wasn't ahead. I wasn't behind either. I was just kind of there, and it was okay. And then before Hebris was really good, I built uh, Cyclosword on Rengar. I mean, I think that item feels pretty good as well. Um, it's a pretty fun item. Gives you the increase energy. Stacks energy 75% faster on dashes and stealth. And then gives you a combination of AD, lethality, and ability haste. Basically all of them give you some combination of AD, lethality, and ability haste with unique actives. Um, and then they brought back the Brutalizer component, which is great. Feels good to build. Um, then I really like having the ability haste, like 250 ability haste, the glowing moat as well. It's just nice to have as a component. I think in general, recipes are much cleaner for components nowadays, which is something I like a lot. Generally, um, yes. The only ones that I, I don't feel the same about Brutalizer, I think it feels bad to build a pickaxe. Um, and then the recipes for Zanya's and Banshee's both needing a pink rod feel bad too. But generally in items, yeah. I agree with you. And then, um, opportunity is the other item I really like where you get, um, it gives you 55 AD. 18 lethality, 5% move speed, and it builds out of a serrated Dirk, Rectrix, and 800 gold. Rectrix is a new component that gives you AD and move speed. Um, opportunity is 2,700 gold total. Um, and the passive preparation after being at a combat with champions for 8 seconds, you gain 5 to 10 scaling lethality based on your level, and this lethality lasts for 3 seconds after dealing damage to champions. Um, and then the other passive extraction, if a champion dies within three seconds of damaging them, gain 150 decaying movement speed for one and a half seconds. Um, so this, I mean, gives you really good stats, gives you some move speed, um, gives you that, uh, out of combat lethality, which is really nice for Rengar. I've been building it third on him, third item, typically. Um... The ramping out of combat lethality and then being able to kind of just like weave in and out if you get a takedown if you know you can kill someone um use the move speed to dodge other stuff and to get out if you need to um or give yourself some extra time to like stack or just stall um but overall i really like the item and it's super cheap it's i mean i feel like for how good it what it is at least it feels to me it seems pretty cheap. I mean, it's 2,700 gold, so... I've really liked that item a lot. I've been building that on even graves as well. Um, I think it's pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, as far as graves, I've been just going his... I think his build's still the same. I mean, I've been going... Emu's Collector. Even though... I mean, and then kind of situational sometimes. I'll go a little more tankier. Build, but I feel like Yumu's collector is pretty standard. Sometimes Cyclosword. 
Uh, like sometimes the black lever kind of tankier. But I don't know. Overall, the assassin items feel really good in my opinion. And they're super fun. I mean, I, I love them. I do miss the invisibility, not the untarget ability, but invisibility of old Duskblade still. And it's worth noting that Duskblade and Prowler's Claw have been removed as well. But um, I do agree that it looks it's a good class overall of items. There's a decent bit of build diversity, which assassin items have struggled before previously having. So I, I do like that, and I think they've done a good job with them. Yeah, and I guess another thing that sticks out to me is, yet again, they reduced the cost of Serpent's Fang to, from 2600 to 2500 Pretty much everything else is unchanged on it, other than the recipe's a little cleaner. Um, and then Axiomark, the other thing is that your uh, refund is now like just a flat 30% of your lethality, so if you build this like third and you have a bunch of lethality already, you get refunded so much of your ultimate. Like I, I just used it in the game I played and I killed like one person and as Rengar, my ult was on like a 25 second cooldown. Damn. Like it was pretty insane. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty good. Also another thing I guess to note is that Yumu's Ghostblade no longer has uh, mobility haste. So... There's that. But overall, the uh, Assassin item class looks super good. A lot of di like, lot more diversity now. It's more interesting in terms of building, what to build, and item diversity in general. Yep. Colin, do you uh, have any additional thoughts on Assassin items? Um, not too much. I think it's in a good spot right now. I will add that uh, you mentioned Serpent's Fang there. It's only 2,500 gold. That is a good item. I love Serpent's Fang. To steal. Yep. Decent stats, and then shields can be a pain in some games. The Karma and the Ivorns of the world. But yeah, that's basically it for me. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so that's the rest of that, and then we have to go over one new enchanter item, which is Dawn Core. Um, so, well, I guess also before I hit that, Chemtech Putrefire and Chalice of Harmony have been removed. Um, and we've mentioned Glowing Moat a few times before. If anyone isn't aware of what that is, it is 250 gold and it gives you 5 ability haste. No additional stats. Uh, Dawn Core. The cost is 2,700 gold. It builds out of a Band of Glass Mirror, two Band of Glass Mirrors, and 700 gold. Uh, it gives you 40 AP, 20 ability haste, 150% mana regen, and has two passives. One of them is called Dawn Core. Gain 3% health and shield power and 5 ability power per 100% base mana regen. And then the uh, it also has Summoner Spell Haste, gain 18, flat 18, Summoner Spell Haste. So that's the new uh, enchanter item. There are other enchanter items that have been adjusted and, you know, like Echoes of Helios, Staff Flowing Water, Ardent Sensor, those ones have been adjusted. Any other enchanter items were not touched. Um, they were just stripped of their mythic status, like a Moonstone or, uh, I don't know, some other ones. So. Um, that's it for that enchanter item, and we talked before, none of us have seen Dawn Core in a game that we're aware of, so we don't really have anything to add with that. Um, and then the support item as well. So 
support items were completely changed. So there's no longer four choices at the start. Um, now it is one choice. It's called World Atlas, and it's 400 gold. It has 30 health, 25% mana regen, 25% health regen, 3 gold per 10, and then the support quest is earned 500, and then it transforms and gives you the ability to hold wards. Um, so the gold generation now is the same across all it's the same because it's not across all items. It's one. You get a charge every 18 seconds up to three charges while nearby an ally, uh, an ally champion consume a charge to earn gold via the following methods. One, damaging abilities and attacks against champions or structures grant 30 if you're melee, 28 if you're ranged gold. So that was the old spell Thief's Edge and uh, Spectral Sickle. And then uh, the other way is by killing a minion by any means, grant you 20 gold and the nearest ally champion the same amount of gold they would have received had they killed that minion. So that was uh, Targon's, uh, what were they called? Runic Buckler, I think? Or Relic Shield and uh, Steel Shoulder Guards, I believe, or Targon's Buckler. So now it's all put into one and they have the same quest. Once you hit 500, it changes into Runic Compass, which gives you some more base stats and it's still the same for everybody and then and it just allows you to hold wards as well and then at a thousand just like before it transforms into its uh final form until you decide which it transforms into the final version but then you can take one of five forms with it so it transforms into this item called bounty of worlds um that's a stand-in until you pick this little pop-up down by your item bar, just like if you're upgrading an Ornn item. That's what it looks like. Um, and all of the upgraded forms give 200 health, 75% mana regen, 75% health regen, and 5 gold per 10 seconds. And then you choose one of these five to change that into. So the first one is Celestial Opposition. So each, each of these just has a unique... Um, they each just have a unique... Uh, passive, and that's it. The stats are all the same. So Celestial Opposition, uh, become blessed to reduce income, incoming champion damage by 35% if you're melee, 25% if you're range, lingering, lingering for two seconds after taking damage from a champion. When the shield breaks, unleash a shockwave around you that slows nearby enemies by 50% for 1.5 seconds, and the effect refreshes after leaving combat for 20 seconds. Then there's Solstice Slay, Slowing or immobilizing an enemy champion grants you and a nearby ally with the lowest amount of health, 120 bonus health, and 90 move speed for 4 seconds, 20 second cooldown. There's Blood Song, which has already been nerfed, I think twice now. Um, after using an ability, your next attack is enhanced with an additional 150% base AD on hit with a 1.5 second cooldown. And then if the target champion, is, if the target is a champion, apply Expose Weakness which increases the damage they take by 12% if you're melee or 8% if you're ranged for 6 seconds. It's a mini PTA, kind, or it's basically a PTA. Um, and there's Dream Maker, which is gain a blue Dream Bubble and a purple Dream Bubble every 8 seconds. Healing and Shielding another ally blows both Dream Bubbles to them and empowers them for 3 seconds. Blue Bubbles reduce 140 incoming damage on the next hit, and a purple Bubble grants 90 bonus magic damage on the next hit. And then there's Zazak's Realm Spike, which dealing ability damage to a champion causes an explosion at their current location that damages the, ch the target and nearby enemies, dealing 50 plus 3% max health magic damage, capped at 300 against monsters of all kinds, and it has a 9 to 6 second cooldown based on level. So there's Bloodsong and Realm Spike are damage. There's uh, Celestial Opposition, which is Disruption, 
as is Solstice Slay, and then there's an Enchanter one in Dream Maker. You just choose which one you want, and there's no additional cost. It just upgrades instantly. Um, anything to add with the support quests at all, guys? Those are so good, those passives. Yeah, all they, they all are. are. There you go. I was going to say, the Blood Song one sounds insane. I've like, seen it on, on Senna. Like Pike? What about Pike? Oh my god, Senna sounds insane. Yeah, I've played oh, against two Senna Caitlins in the last couple of days, and then Senna built that both times. Male support sounds gross with this. Yeah. What about Pike? This is Spellblade for free. Um, like, I don't know. Pike has enough like damage that I think you might just want to go uh, Celestial up, uh, Opposition, maybe? It's good for the burst with your ADC, with the exposed weakness, too. Yeah, I think with Pike, you'd probably go Solstice Slay or Celestial Opposition, though. Yeah, I think Solstice Slay could be good. Yeah. So. Celestial yeah. Opposition. Yeah, I don't. I feel like Celestial Opposition. That's just... a very good item. I yeah, like it's, it's just, insane. Yeah, it's very like a. Uh, I guess I like that a lot of. Uh, seems like champions can build these items. Yep. Yep, okay, so that's the rest of uh, patch 14.1 that we're going to cover. Um, and now let's just hop into 14.2. So this is also a big patch. So the first thing that they are changing are stat shards. Those are the, when you're in your runes, you select your primary tree, your secondary tree, and then the three mini things, and that's what those are, those three mini things. So they're not changing the first row at all. They're changing the second row and the third row. So the second row, what used to be the six the six flat armor is now 2% move speed. And what used to be the third slot, which used to be 8 MR, is now 10 to 180 based on level bonus health, and it scales linearly. And then row three has... Uh, They've changed all of them. So it used to be 15. So the first slot used to be 15 to 140 based on level bonus health. Now it is a flat 65 base health. Slot two used to be six armor. Now it's 10% tenacity and slow resist. Slot three used to be eight MR. And now it is 10 to 180 based on level bonus health. Um, so I have thoughts on this. Colin's already heard him because we were playing yesterday. So I'm just going to go with it real quick. I think this is horrendous. The, uh, I think I'm glad they didn't change the first row at all. I'm okay with them changing some of them, like getting rid of maybe the health or something like that. For I like this tenacity and slow resist that they have, but not at the expense of armor and MR. I know that the reason, the supposed reason why this change happened is that people were taking armor and MR when they shouldn't be, like I, I put in quotes, shouldn't be. So, um... Someone was telling me yesterday that in Freak's video when he was explaining why they're making these changes, if you're like uh, Oriana into Zed matchup, as an example, something like 60 or 80% of the time the Oriana still took MR because they didn't change their rune page. And you obviously want armor into Zed. So dumb shit like that was happening a lot and people were um, not taking the correct runes then, the correct and what would be more beneficial to them in laning phase or something like that. Uh, so then they changed it. And they were also saying with this patch and, and last patch as well, they're worried about the high level of burst. But if you're worried about burst, don't take away resistances because that's what stops burst. So 
I don't know. I think it's fucking horrendous. I think this is awful. Other than introducing tenacity and slow resist, but just take away the that scaling health, give us tenacity and slow resist there. That's enough of my uh, diatribe. Um, John, what do you think about this? Um, I haven't really... I've only experienced it in uh, a couple games so far. Um, let's see. I guess three games. Um, I mean, I don't personally like that the MR option is missing now. Um, Especially when AP items are as strong as they are now. Yeah. So I don't like that aspect of it. However, I do like tenacity and slow resist one. Um, mm-hmm. I actually took that one. I played a Master Yi jungle game. Took took it. Um, ten percent tenacity and slow resist is pretty good. Um, if you take that rune and then get Mertrids, I mean you're getting good bit of tenacity. So. Um, I do like that one. I think the move speed one's pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Um, I, th- I just think it's weird that they make you, they have the option of either getting scaling health or just a flat 65 health, you know? I, I just find that strange. But Which gets outscaled by level 7 as well, it's worth noting. Health scaling, if you take health scaling versus the flat. Yeah, it's because it, it scales linearly. I've checked it a few times when I took it yesterday. Yeah, it's 10 okay. per level, level that seven. you get. Level 7, then you have 70 health, which 70 bonus health, which is then better than the 65 you get. So the base health oh, is okay. only better levels 1 through 6. Once you hit 7, you have 5 more health than it scales ahead of then. So unless you're planning on really use, like you really need that health early, don't, don't bother taking it. Yeah, that's that's crazy. If it was like level like 9 the, or level 10, that changes it, because then maybe supports would take that instead, but nah. Yeah, I feel like a flat 65 base health is just like a uninteresting... If they're going to make some changes like this, I feel like that's just a very uninteresting one. But It's like one auto in lane, basically. From most anyone. Yeah. I do like this tenacity and slow resist one though, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I am definitely missing the armor and MR options. But for the characters that I play, I was typically running. I guess it really just depend really was situational, but yeah, it's situational, and you're paying attention to the situations, which apparently a lot of people aren't. So that's why they took away your ability to make the decision. <laughs> yeah, a little sad. Yeah. But... Colin, anything to add? Um, I'll just say one thing here. Yeah, I would say that the base health versus scaling health, that will make some people lose level 1 fights, but that is really all, all it's for. It's not really for much else after that. It's, um, yeah, the shard equivalent of Scorch, then. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's, not, it's not that great, but some fights will be decided by that. Um, that's, that's, that's about it. Okay. I forgot to mention also that because they changed some of these, they're increasing the jungle companion heal per second by two at all all ranks. doesn't really matter, but um, since most junglers took armor, they were now they're getting less healing, so they're 
increasing that by a flat amount. So, um, okay, Smolder is here on this patch. Comes out on January 31st. So since we're covering this patch, basically when it's come out, we haven't seen him because no one has seen him on the Rift yet. So uh, next podcast, we'll go over Smolder. Um, okay, first change is Ari's E cooldown has been decreased. The cooldown went from 14 to 12. Uh, I don't know. Not that big of a deal. I know that ability haste is less around, but this is kind of her bread and butter. She needs it, but she's not going to... Two seconds is not that big of a deal, I don't think. For yeah, what it is already. Rotation's a little faster. Yeah. Nice quality of life for Ari. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Colin, you want Blitz? Yeah, Blitz Crank. Base armor is going from 40 to 37, and his E... The damage is going from 200% total AD plus 25 AP to a 180 total AD percent AD. So and the AP staying the same. So you're losing 20% AD scaling. They don't want people to go AD assassin. Let's crank. Uh, was that a thing? Uh, no, I, I did an A ramp sometimes for fun. That's about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> if that is all the let's crank change changes. I guess I'll just go through win rates as well with these as we're doing them. Ari went up with her change. She went up uh, about 1%. And with Blitz's micro nerfs, he went from 52 to 51, basically. But there's a lot of other things that changed around. So I wouldn't attribute it to that AD loss, nor the armor. I don't know. All right, John, you want to take Briar? Yep, the character I permaban. Um, passive healing amplification decreased, and the bleed tick rate has been decreased. So on her passive Crimson Curse, the healing amplification is go was zero point five percent per one percent missing health to zero point four percent plus zero point zero two five percent per hundred bonus health per one percent missing health. That is absolutely confusing and then bleed tick rate one percent to half a second or one second to half a second and note that the total bleed damage and duration are unchanged so just because um, since you just to add some clarity to those numbers on the healing amplification what this means is if you have 400 bonus health then the healing amplification is the same as it was before and once you get 401 health then you technically heal more than you did before through that healing amplification just as an example there go on yeah and then her q head rush um it is getting changed to have uh magic damage um so it now has 60 percent ap scaling magic damage on the q it's interesting. Um, and then the defensive reduction to get on your Q, like uh, it used to only be armor, and now it's MR as well. Um, and then new healthy hits on the Q. Q now applies on hit effects and life steal. This seems pretty good quality of life change for her. Uh, so I have a theory on... AP builds... I have a theory on this. I think it's because Wit's End no longer gives AD. And it's not the AP ratio is in there more for fun than anything else, but reducing MR then makes the Wit's End active where you're dealing magic damage on hit 
be a bit better. Okay. And then uh, the her W, um, they're changing it as far as the bite heal. Uh, used to be 36, scaling to 60% of damage dealt. Now it's 25, scaling to 45% of damage dealt, plus 5% of Briar's maximum health. Um, and then they removed um, where the W no longer critically strikes for 5 to 65 um, plus 5% AD bonus damage, but note that the W can still critically strike like a basic attack for 100% total AD. Um, so changes, a few changes on our W. I don't know. Overall, I think this is a little strange. Her win rate didn't move. someone incentivizing her to like maybe do more bruiser kind of build rather than lethality, but I think she still builds lethality, right? Uh, she's got two builds, and yeah, lethality is like five times the play rate of the other one. Um, it's still pretty good win rate. It is, yeah. It's got a fifty-one percent win rate. The uh, according to U.GG, anyways, the non the bruiser style that people go has a fifty percent win rate. Titanic Sundered Sky. Yep. Gotcha. I think that's more due to the items than that build for her, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think overall this is interesting. I mean, I think um I don't know maybe. Try some fun AP build. I like the direction of this because this is what they did to Rek'Sai before to make Rek'Sai more, um, have more counterplay and more reliability. And this is, Briar had a different problem where it was, she was nothing and then she'd get a couple lethality items and absolutely one shot anybody and heal a fuckload. So, but I do like, since she's supposed to be this since she's supposed to be more AD drain tanky in a way to make her less about burst than about continual damage. I like the direction. Needs more, but I like the direction. Okay, well, I'll take Camille then. Um, Camille's base health has been increased from 646 to 670. Her passive, uh, the adaptive defenses... Uh, the cooldown went down, so it was 20, 15, 10 at levels 1, 7, 3. Now it is 18, 14, 10. So it's better early and the same once you hit level 13. And then her Q, the bonus movement speed, was 20 to 40%. Now it's 30 to 40%, a little better early as well. She just has struggled a bit in earlier laning phase, they say, with uh, Divine Sunder going away and then Ravenous Hydra being less snowballing less strong than it was before so that's to make up for this um camille to me yesterday felt totally fine when i played her and she still liked triforce before so it's not like she lost a whole lot um yeah her win rate went up by about one percent because of these buffs um she's probably in a pretty good spot being at a little north of 50 percent in emerald plus and she's such a high skill expression champion yeah. Yeah, I think I'm overall happy that they took 
um, Divine Thunder out of the game. Like, I miss it. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, but... It was unhealthy, think, though. Yeah, it was definitely unhealthy on, a, on some characters in the game, and I think she was a major abuser of it, and she definitely suffered from that and being taken out, but I think she, like you were saying, she's in a pretty good spot now. I mean, I don't play much Camille, but... Um, just from observation, I mean, I've seen her played in games where I've had Camille on my team a few times recently, and um, she seems fun. Yeah. High skill character, for sure. And very matchup dependent as well. Yep, yep. I played it yesterday into a Renekton, and I neutralized the lane, which was, I did my job, and Renekton did not do his. But I also didn't take Grasp, I wasn't trying to Brawl with him. I took first strike. I was just getting first strike procs off the W. Slowly get ahead. I had like a hundred gold extra by like level five, so it was working. Yeah. That's what it's all about. To on to Darius. Yep. Oh. So Darius's Q, the mana cost is going down five at all ranks so it's it was 30 to 50 now it's 25 to 45 and the healing based on missing health per target went from 13 percent per target up to 39 percent to 15 percent per target up to 45 percent so total up to six uh, percent more healing so that's pretty nice uh e is also being changed the passive armor penetration is going it was 15 to 35 percent and now it is 20 to 40 percent so five more at all ranks so uh, they're saying this is because stride breakers nerfed which is fair stride breakers not in nearly as many games as it used to be um i don't really i don't know maybe based on win rate darius needed the buff but like darius will always be strong to me so yeah so he went from Strange. last season the last patch he was at 50.4 then he dropped to 49.2, and that's Darius still being in a oh. sub-50. So with this, he's up to 51, so he's probably in a good spot. Um, but he, yeah, he went from like S tier to D to S again, according to the stats site. Yeah, I'd say he's better off based on like what these buffs are. They're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I played against a Darius as well yesterday, and he felt... I just couldn't move him, which is that's what this does, the Q, really. I played Scion into him, so he couldn't really move me for a while either. That's true. You guys were just kind of sitting up there. Yep. We tried Darius Jungle. Darius Jungle is so fun. And this is even better now for him with the yeah, healing. Is. Yeah. I feel like you could go like the Tenacity Rune and the Move Speed one, maybe. Yeah. Your Ghost. And then Legend Tenacity you know, as well, and you're and gonna build do, Merc and Treads. Then, and then go phase rush and do Darius things. <laughs> just run in. Super just fast. run at people. Uh, actually, just go really fast. Sick Predator, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Darius things. Okay. Uh John, you want Ezreal? Yeah, sure. Um Yeah, they he's getting a buff, it's saying, mainly because uh, like some of his pretty popular items um, got uh, they were just not performing well on him after the changes on them uh, 
So they're buffing his Q damage. Um, they're giving all they're doing is adding a hundred. It's going from 130% AD scaling to 135% AD scaling. So small damage buff to Ezreal Q. Um, and then W, they're increasing the amount of um, bonus AD percentage it gives you. So it used to be 60% bonus AD, now it's 100% bonus AD. So that W is going to be hitting. And then the uh, the R, um, they're changing. Uh, the damage used to be 350, scaling up to 650. Um, plus 100% bonus AD and 90% AP, and now it's 350, scaling up to 700, plus 120% bonus AD, and the AP scaling is staying the same, so just giving him a little buff. I like, I mean, it seems like a pretty large buff to his W. I mean, it seems like a lot of... It's gonna yeah. hit with a few items. That's to... a that's a lot of extra damage. There's yeah, it like is. He was hitting. I noticed that alt was. I played against it earlier. That alt was hitting hard, and then yeah, twenty percent is pretty good for the alt. And it does the same damage to everybody thanks to a change a couple of years ago. Um, and then yeah, that W with the Q did a fuckload more than I thought it was going to. Like that hit hard. The Q itself I didn't notice really, but the W Q I did for sure. Yeah, and uh, his yeah, win rate went up by two percent. Maybe I'll have to give Israel a world. That adds I played up. a good bit of Israel. He's also the most popular, uh, maybe the most popular champion, but definitely the most popular ADC. He's got a twenty-nine percent pick rate. Twelve. Yeah, that's so high. The highest pick rate. Yep, it's him, twenty-nine percent. And then next is Jin at nineteen. He he's played in ten percent more games than anyone else right now. That's wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, he's... I'll have to get that world sounds fun. Yep. Uh, okay, I will do Fizz. So Fizz is getting a couple nerfs because he was a little on the strong side before. So when the new... So last season, he ended with about a 52% win rate. Then past 14.1 hits, he's 51.7. Now after this, he's 48.9. Um, part of that's because they nerfed his items, and they also... Nerfed his items twice because he built Storm Surge as well as others, and then they've nerfed him directly as well. So, um, though there's an interesting quality of life change we will talk about later that should have been included here. But um, so Fizz's Q, the magic damage, uh, the base damage is the same, the AD ratio is the same, the AP ratio went down from 50% to 45%, and then the W, the total magic damage over time, the base is the same, the AD is the same. The uh, 30% AP ratio, uh, it was 40%, now it's 30%. So, small nerfs to Fizz, but with the combination of his items getting worse and these getting changed as well, um, and other changes as well, he dropped significantly. Any thoughts on Fizz, or you guys haven't seen him? Plus the, uh, the turret thing. Yeah, I guess I'll mention that now. So uh, this is it should be listed in the buff, but it's not. So Fizz's W now apply his W passive is now applied to turrets at fifty percent effectiveness. So the dot affects turrets. The dot does not affect inhibitors, but that means that when you have five points in your W, 
the total magic damage over time is going to be 30 from uh, that's on the, the turret from um, just your W before you have any AP. So he's going to be annihilating turrets. I have this theory that I think AD like bruiser fizz top with a little bit of AP mixed in would be good. Um, I'll have to try it out in a norms, but yeah, I think it could be pretty good. So you think in like hollow radiance, Titanic Hydra, like what, what do you, well, so I think the Sheen item has got to be... Uh, you either go Triforce if you're going to commit to it and then go like Bork and Wit's End or something, or maybe Sunfire or maybe Hollow, depending on the enemy team. Because it's Sunfire or Hollow, depending on what the enemy comp is, right? Um, but one of those, you could definitely go Nashers as well with some tankiness. You could go Sundered Sky. Um you could go there's a lot of options that i think are good and i think it's like super situational based on the enemy comp but you could just go like bork into if they have a bunch of ap like canic rooker or thorn mail or something i think you know it, i think you could build mostly anything if you're going that style i wonder what fizz's crit animation looks like i was thinking that i have no idea <laughs> i bet I, you know what if i had to guess i bet he tries to like slam it up like zinzao's third auto on his queue. I might have to test that out. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. I, I, it has to be hilarious. I bet it is. But, yeah. I mean, I think that would be a really fun build to try. I think Bork Fizz sounds kind of fun. It does. I definitely want to try it. <laughs> it might not be great, but it sounds fun. Yeah. You okay. can still go Heartsteel Fizz. You can go Heartsteel Fizz. Good. That's... Yeah. The Eric Brother. Even though Heartsteel <laughs> feels significantly worse since they lowered the ratio on it. It feels so bad now. That's unfortunate. Um, so yeah, let's get into Garen. Uh, they're adjusting his W so that the damage reduction used to scale with level where it was 2 seconds at level 1 and 5 seconds at level 5. And now it is 4 seconds at all ranks. So this is a buff until level 17. And then after that it's a nerf. But, so that, that's pretty nice. Um, and then E is also going to change where the bonus or, or the AD scaling is going or used to be going from 32% to 40% and now it's uh, 36% to 40%. So that's a nice buff to early game E, which I mean, you're maxing E anyway. So this is good for Garen. Uh, yeah, overall, nice buff to Garen. Uh, it's the same reason as Dar or yeah, Darius Stridebreaker is being changed, and they just want to buff Garen. And uh, so his win rate uh, when fourteen point one landed was forty seven point one. Now it's Bad. at now yeah, especially for a stat check champion, like he should be north of fifty. Um, and now he's at fifty exactly. So he went up by three percent because of these as well as general meta shifts. Yeah, that's good. He was really Leave good before, right? He was very good, I think. Oh, Let me yeah, look at last Garen, season. Garen has been pairing up in a lot of games. Yeah, last season, that through the last few like patches, it. he was like at 50.5% win rate. So he's a, almost where he was before. Okay. We can leave him there. Don't want him too strong. Yep. All right. Sure. John, more reading for you. Gragas time. All right, Gragas. Armor and health growth has been increased. His armor growth is being changed from 4.8 to 5. Whoa. And then his health growth. 
109 to 115. And then his R explosive cask is uh, the cooldown is being changed. It used to be 120 scaling down to 80 seconds. Now it's 100 scaling down to 70 seconds. So a little buff to big boy Gragas. Yeah, that 20 seconds early game would be really nice for him. I don't like to see these changes to Gragas because I think he's super strong. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. The R is gonna be, is gonna be already nice really him. strong. Such a good ability, like such a powerful ability. It's a team fight Gragas. warping ability. Yeah, it really is. Yep, Gragas went up because of these I changes. Went up by almost two percent in jungle. And then if I look at top. Uh, it went up by about 2%. If I look at mid, it even has enough of a player rate. It went up by 2 and support doesn't have enough of a player rate to justify it. But he went up by 2% across the board in every role. So now in mid, he's got a 52 almost percent win rate. In top, it's like 49. In jungle, it's like... Oh, wait, sorry, that was last patch. Uh, jungle is 49 right now. Top is 51. And mid is 53.6. He's the best mid laner on this patch. Fun. Love to see it. Everyone yeah. knows how much I hate Gragas, so I don't even need to go yeah, into this at all. I do too. I do too. Okay. Well, uh, Gwen, I get lower amount of reading again. Sweet. So um, they micro patch uh, nerfed Gwen because she came out too strong, and now they're re partially reverting it. So on her passive, the damage. Uh, is not, it went from 1% plus 0.65% per 100% per 100 AP of the target's max health. Now it is 1% plus 0.72% per 100 AP. So I think it was 0.75 before, then they brought it to 0.65, and now they're going 0.72. So just uh, they're just tweaking her numbers there. Um, I appreciate when they nerf something and it goes too hard, then they go they just partially revert it. I think that's good. Yeah, she ended up after the micro patch nerfed at a, about a 50% win rate, and she's a little north of 50. She barely moved win rate was, and pick rate is the exact same. So she's functionally mostly the same as she was before, I'm guessing. But the AP items are very good for her. The AP bruiser items are fantastic right now. But I've I haven't not played Gwen. I haven't played it nor recently. seen it. Not me neither. Okay, well, John, you want to take, or sorry, not John, uh, Colin, take Huey. Into Huey. So they're saying that uh, with the, the loss of some ability haste, they're trying to give them a, a buff. So to their E, they're changing the cooldown was 15 to 11 seconds. Now it is 12 to 10 seconds based on them. That's solid buff there. And then his EQ ability, the flea duration was one second at all ranks, and now it is one scaling up to 1.5 seconds. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a good buff, um, especially that second part. It just gives like you can choose. I mean, I I believe his like uh, what he would level up first was QEW, so it doesn't change that. So like it, it's more rewarding this way to actually level it up, getting more CC ability on a pretty immobile champ. So that's pretty nice. But I haven't seen too much away. Yeah, I ha I've seen him once. And he was fine. Yeah, I've not seen it too much either. No, Recently. new champ, but too many abilities <laughs> for some people. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
So that's way, I guess I should look at his win rate. Uh, and so his win rate is not enough of a play rate in his main role. Oh my god. So he has an emerald plus. I'll widen it to plat plus. Still not enough. Um, I'm going to do all ranks for this one. Not enough. Oh my god. Not enough people are playing him to justify it. His So last patch... Is mid lane? And that's in mid, yes. Um, last patch, he did have a pick rate in mid. So it was he was the worst mid laner. He had a 5% pick rate, and he had a 45.5% win rate. And then support, he's so also bad. picked. For, he was last patch, 44 in support. Um, that is so bad. And then... You have buffed this abysmal. Yeah, it's they fucking They should have done more, honestly. <laughs> they should have. So this patch, so yeah, bad. this is all ranks as well. I was looking at last patch. This patch, so far, all ranks. Mid, he doesn't have enough of a pick rate to justify it, but it's 46% win rate. And then in support, 47. Still not enough of a pick rate to justify it. So more damage. Quay's like, help me. Better, better support on the W. More movements, be more shielding. Yeah. More mana regen. It's just he just needs stuff. Everything. Yeah. And all the items that he would have liked to use also got nerfed too. Most of them. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> all right, John Alawi. Oh man, I love this character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so much sarcasm there too. Oh man, base mana, mana growth, health growth increased, and her passive heal is being increased. So, um, they're saying in the little blurb that she's struggling uh, due to a few things, like fewer walls, uh, loss of her core itemization, cough, divine thunder. Uh, we'll be looking to adjust tentacle interactions in the future, but we're going to give her some power in the meantime to make up for lost strength. So it sounds like kind of a band-aid solution to well, her current issues. So I ha I was surprised by this, but I'm looking at the stats. So she apparently did need help. Last patch, she came in as the second worst top laner with a 46.8% win rate. Okay. Now, this patch, she has a 513 so a combination of meta shifts and these tiny buffs made her jump up 5%. I, I will say she did lose a lot of wall over on the top side, like the, what is that, blue side? No, red side? On red side, yeah. Yeah, so the, I, I think the buffs are like warranted. Mm -hmm. That is pretty unfortunate. It is, yeah. And there's less walls in general around the map, too, I think. So it's harder for her to find uh, Alawi players. Also, I'm guessing some of this is that they're learning how to use the new walls. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Yep. They just have to remember, go to a wall, press E, press R, you're good. Yep. Um, okay, so next one is Jax. Um, Jax's E is uh, getting nerfed. So he he got nerfed, I thought, in a micro... Maybe he didn't get nerfed in the micro patch. But um, Jax's E, the minimum damage that it does, not the maximum damage, the minimum uh, is getting changed. So the base was 55 to 175. The base is now 40 to, 16, 40 to 160. So 15 damage less on the base at all times. AP ratio is the same, but the percent of target's max health based on the number of autos that he dodges was 
now it's 3.5%. The max is double the minimum damage values as it was before. Um, so a small nerf to his E and uh, let's see, how did his win rate get affected by this? So last patch, he was 50.5. This patch, he's 48.4 right now in top. So a pretty decent hit for that, which the base I get, the that other thing I'm, or the, the scaling bit I'm surprised by. In jungle, he also dropped by 2%. I played against a Jax jungle earlier. He didn't do a whole lot early, but that's because he sucked at early game. Um, and then his team kind of let him get gold back in through the game. They should have put more AP scaling on that E. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bow special. <laughs> yeah. It's also worth noting that Jax's W now applies to turrets at 50% uh, efficacy as of this patch, too. Like he wasn't annihilating turrets already. <laughs> no fair point. Fair yep. Point. Yeah, uh, going to Karma here. The Karma is getting a buff. Base health is going from 604 to 630. The Q is good. Uh, the AP scaling on the Q is going from 50% at all ranks to 70% at all ranks. And then the E is being buffed as well. The base is going from 80 to 240 to. 80 to 260, so 20 more at level 5. And then the AP scaling is going from 45% to 60%. Stan Karma's getting a little weaker, so they're buffing her. And uh, I've seen Karma in my games. She seems, I mean, I think she seems fine. She seems quite strong. Yeah, doing classic Karma things, having an alt at level 1. Top, she has a 51% win rate on this patch. Last yeah. patch, she didn't have a. Top uh, Karma is. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. That's uh, that's fun. Yep, it is. Uh, mid, she now has a 51, and last patch it was 48, but not enough play rate. In support, last patch it was 46, and now it's 49. So solid increases for Karma across the board. Good buffs. Yeah, it's gross as you go malignant on her. Yeah. And it's just so good. Spam her even more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I played against I one, and she would start the W, and then once the root was about to land, RQ, and the damage was nuts. That just sounds miserable to play against in top lane. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just yep. sounds horrible. Definitely. Yep. Um, John, you want Karthus? Yeah, I'll take Karthus. I do like me some Karthus every once in a while. You do. I used to play them a good bit. Um, so, basically, they um, he's been underperforming, I guess, since 14.1, so they're just giving him some generic buffs uh, to his Q and W. So, Q, we waste. Um, the damage used to be 43 scaling to 115, plus 30 per, or 35% AP. Now it's 45, scaling to 125 plus 35% AP. So AP scaling unchanged, a little more damage to his Q, his bread and butter. Um, and then his W, Wall of Pain, the magic resist reduction is being increased from 50 or 15% to 25%. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I think 
that good Karthus players definitely are um, know how to use their W well. Um, and 25% of match resist reduction seems pretty good. Um, let's see what... Yeah, do you want to guess what his win rate was? Do you want to guess the win rate changes? Um, so I'll give you the number before. He was 45.97, so he was terrible. In jungle? In jungle, he was second worst only to, I don't know, maybe Gragas or something. Second worst last patch. What is he now? I bet you it went up like 3%. Maybe three and a half. Three and a half, exactly. He's like 49.45. Really? Yup. I guess you're right. Wow, okay. It's the Q. Nice. It's all, I mean, the W a little bit, but it's all that Q. He annihilates yeah, the, the jungle. Yeah, the Q, I mean, it's his bread and butter. I mean, he uses it. That's what he's doing all game. Pretty much. I, don't, um, I didn't even know that his W had magic resist reduction. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel I like it, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, um, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, it also provides vision if people weren't aware in a very large area. So what it's his win right now? Forty nine point four seven four five four five. Okay. He's probably pretty balanced then. In bot, he has a fifty two percent win rate almost. Oh god, yeah, that's still probably pretty gross. In the at, at the end of last season, it was with not an, with almost enough pick rate to justify it fifty four. So he's worse than he was last season. But he's back to being pretty good. He's still yeah, hard Bob to play, Karthus. though. Yeah, Karthus is pretty annoying. Can be pretty annoying. He absolutely is. Okay, uh, next one is Rumble. So Rumble's Q damage, ha it says it's been increased, but it hasn't. That's a typo. It's been decreased. And his E magic resist reduction has decreased. So the Q, um, the AP ratio is the same. The percent of targets max health the same. It's just the flat damage. The flat damage is down by 10 at all ranks. And then the E redu MR reduction is down by two at all ranks. So it was 12 to 20%, now it's 10 to 18%. And that was per harpoon, and that har that was, I believe, doubled if you use an empowered harpoon as well. Um, they're nerfing him because Rumble landed too strong and then has been strong since Worlds and is still strong uh, even despite this, I'm sure of it. So let me go check his win rate real quick. And let's see. So, okay, I don't... <sighs> So last patch, he was at 49.9, and they felt the need to nerf him. Now he's at 47.3. Anyone who's played against Rumble and someone who knows what they're doing still knows that Rumble is fucking gross. He just needs to be, like, reworked almost, because he's, like, fundamentally too strong for people who know how to use him. Like Gangplank. You can do a lot of damage, and he can just you, melt you. Yeah, you can, you can do an insane amount of burst if you have your... Um, you're over he like done properly so you can get like yeah, you can get your... a few harpoons off or get a either an empowered harpoon or get your empowered q into your overheat for the autos it does what i i don't know when i do it sometimes what i like to do is get the empowered q but you get it so that your w and one more E gives you your empowered Q, and then your Q, and then your W will be back up again, and you can W, and then you can E again, and it'll overheat you. And then you go up and just auto them. Doing that combo does an absurd amount of damage. Um, so yeah, I mean, if people know what they're doing with, with him, if they had to control and manage the overheat, 
he can do a gross amount of damage. And like playing against him as a melee champion in lane, like in top lane, is just fucking miserable. Um, I mean, I've been on both sides of it. Um, so I mean, playing. I don't know. I feel like Scion is super easy matchup. Uh, Cho'Gath. I feel like he's good against Cho'Gath. I think he's good against Nasus. He's great against Cassante too, for as much as anyone yeah, can Cassante. be. Renekton, I think he's good against um, Jace. Like he's he's just a very obnoxious laner, um, and he does so much damage. You can really just his ult is can be game changing at, at objectives and team fights and stuff. So yeah, I mean. I kind of agree. I think they just need to uh, completely rework him. Him probably. and Gangplank are the two that are need to be kept at such low win rates generally because people who are as good as they... Like, people who are insanely good with those champions just warp everything around them so much and too much for a champion's power level, I think. I didn't used yeah, to think Rumble, but I've been turned around to it. Gangplank, I thought, was been absurd for so long. Yeah, I agree. I'll throw Gragas into the vial. Yeah, Gragas, for sure. If they can do the combos, like you just can't play the game. <laughs> if, they, if they target you. Very little counterplay, it feels like. Because I hate that his E slows you as well. That's so obnoxious that he can just E you and then just walk away. away. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he yeah, just solid, W. Solid, solid rumble nerfs. Yeah. For sure. I'll take this next one, guys. It's pretty big. Whoa. Yeah, it's crazy. The basic attack damage, 60. Or base stats, 60 to 64. Crazy. Level 1, game changer. And then we have Teemo. Uh, Teemo is being, I believe, nerfed. Uh, the E toxic shot, the magic damage on hit is... The AP scaling on it is going down from 30 to 30% to 25%. And uh, the our noxious trap, the charge time is being changed from 30 seconds down to 20, and it is now going to be 35 seconds down to 25. So five more at all ranks. These are great changes. <laughs> Timo's super strong right now, and there's so many shrooms all over the map when he's when he's out there. That with malignance, it's it's such a good combo. Yeah, and he's really been he was nerfed also in the micro patch as well. <laughs> he's dominating. <clears throat> Yeah, so win rate. season. All the Yordles are a menace on the riff currently. <laughs> Except for Poppy. Well, Poppy Top is destroying. But too. Poppy Jungle is not great. Uh, win rate wise, so that meaningless, semi meaningless Shen one was, uh, brought him up by a, a, like 1.5%. And then Timo um, is now. Okay, so at the end of last season, he was 49.4. <laughs> Then he landed somewhere high enough where they needed to micro-nerf him, and by the time the micro-nerfs hit at the end of the patch, he was 51.2. Now he's 47.5. So they've just big, dumpstered big him. The five seconds on air is a lot. That is a lot. That adds up. Seven yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Though. I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally okay with this. Thank you, Sorry, sorry to uh, team players. 
Okay, well, I will take the next one. I'm due for some reading. So uh, Twisted Fate is getting a bunch of changes here. So um, his base attack speed is down a little bit. His attack speed growth is was 3.22. Now it's 3%. They're cleaning up the number there. Passive Lotus, Loaded Dice has gotten an extra bit. So Critical Strikes now roll an additional six-sided die that is weighted towards one rather than six. So when you crit and kill something, or maybe just whenever you crit in general, you get extra gold. Um, his Q now has a 50% bonus AD ratio, no other changes to it. His W, no changes to the way that it works AP-wise, but um, his blue, red, and yellow all have now critical strike multipliers. So the blue crits 57.5% harder, uh, or increases damage by 55.7. Red is 35%, and gold is 25%. Uh, now, also, when you lock in a card, it's an auto-reset, and the pick-a-card now affects inhibitors in the Nexus, which it did not used to. Um, his E has been buffed as well, so the bonus attack speed was 10 to 40, now it's 10 to 60. The damage on it, when it's that every 4th or 5th auto, was, or I guess the AP, the base and the AP haven't changed, it now has a 75% bonus AD ratio. Um... The stacked deck auto now affects towers at 50% effectiveness, so it actually affects towers. And then uh, TF's deck now becomes fully stacked on spawn, so you no longer have to hit four times for the fifth auto on spawn. Um, he now basically... I've seen ADTF, and it's decent, but it's harder to play than APTF. So a, like his win rate in mid overall went up by about half... Uh, it went up by about half a percent. His win rate has, or his pick rate has gone up by 3%-ish. He's now also has a pick rate in top. He's one of the worst top laners. Um, he also now has a pick rate in ADC, and he's towards the bottom of that pool as well. So I'm not sure if ADTF is actually generally viable. I think it's more of a, if you want to be an ADTF one-trick, you can style of thing. That's what I'm getting off out of this more. I love these changes. It's so good for ARAM TF. This is how I <laughs> usually play it in ARAM. I like so this. Is, I mean, yeah, I totally like all of these changes as well, except for that passive thing. That I don't love. But otherwise, I like adding diversity to how champions can build. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I guess, yeah, stack, crit, and just kill minions. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna try this. I I will report back next time. Hopefully, you do better than this the two ADTFs that I've seen. That you, that you yeah. One of them I faced, and the other one I played with. The one I played with straight up ran it down. Like he was, he self muted himself, and he was pinging, but a lot before that. But uh, he obviously wanted to chat, but probably had a chat ban. He self muted himself, and then was just teleport using his ult and his teleport to go in and kill minions, even in the face of dying in front of champions, was just killing the minions instead. So he Gotta was get the wave, right? He was feeding intentionally and I reported him. So yeah, I uh, I hope to do better than him. <laughs> so yeah, this is good for TF though, because his AP version of TF is very strong right now, in my opinion. It is. It's very good. Damage. Yeah. The blue card slaps. It does, yeah. Last change as well, I'll pick up this one on champion-wise, and then we have some item changes, are, uh, is Vigor. His base health has been increased by 30, 
and his win rate went up by 1% in mid for that. In bot, his win rate has not changed. It is literally the same number at 48.75. That's impressive. Um, so, yeah. Literally no change on Vigor. So now we'll roll into some items here. Um, John, why don't you get us started with Bloodsong? John, you there? All right, I guess I will start us with Bloodsong. So uh, Bloodsong, the exposed weakness increased damage was 12% if you're melee, then 8% if you're range. Now it's 10% if you're melee, 8% if you're range. Um, small change there, but it's meaningful because I think 10% if you're melee is now in line with what PTA is. I'll look that up in the wiki here uh, as we move on to the next one. But 12% um, seemed way too high. Uh before in my opinion that is a lot of extra damage and it's on for six seconds so you can just reapply it in 1.5 seconds anyways pta is eight percent regardless of melee or range so you could do blood song and p yeah this is just better than pta it was better in all cases now it's better only if you're melee that's very good John, are you here now? Nope, can't hear him still. Okay, Colin, you want to take Hexplate? Experimental Hexplate, yeah. The, what do we got here? A recipe change. It was a Noon Quiver plus Tunneler plus 600, and now it is a Hearthbound Axe, a Tunneler, and 700 gold. So a little change there. And the attack speed is being changed from 20 to 25%. And the passive overdrive you get, where you cast your ultimate, you get... 35% bonus attack speed, and now it is 30% bonus attack speed. So they just move 5% over to being permanent instead of only when you use your ultimate. So that's a, a little buff to it. And the change on the build path makes sense for what it was doing as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, Frozen Heart. Then... No stat changes. 100 extra gold cost. It was apparently too cheap, and they needed to make it more in line with other armor items. So that's it for Frozen Heart. Uh, since that was so small, I'll keep reading. Horizon Focus. So Horizon Focus, the stats itself and the gold, nothing has changed. However, the two passives have changed. So the Hypershot and Focus range requirement was 700. Now that's 600. So that's if you hit a champion with that uh, when you're that far away, then it activates the Hypershot, which is an extra 10% damage um, for a few seconds. And then um, the Focus AoE Reveal Radius, that's when you hit someone with one of those, when you activate Hypershot with a non-targeted ability, then uh, it reveals an area, it reveals them and an area around them. So it was 1,200 units around them, now it is 1,400 units around them, which is very large. Um, good buff for Horizon Focus, and I play Velka, so I'm a Horizon Focus enjoyer. I did learn last night that Horizon Focus does not activate on Maokai Saplings, so I have stopped building that. Yeah, that would be really good with Maokai. It would be insane with Maokai. Yeah, I saw buff to it, and I like it. With more utility. And, yep. uh, up next, we got Phantom Dancer. The recipe is being changed. It's just going back to a zeal item, which I'm a fan of because there's not enough zeal items. Uh, the recipe used to be Hearthbound Axe, Cloak of Agility, and 1,000 gold. Now it is a zeal plus a Rectrix and 800 gold. So that's Phantom Dancer. And then Rift, Rift Maker, total cost is going from 3,000 to 
3,100, so 100 more. Everything else the same. Uh, steel sigil, total cost 1,200 to 1,100. No other changes? Yep, no other changes at all. Yep. Take Storm Surge, Jerry? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Storm Surge. So the ability of power was 100. Now it is 80. No changes to the cost and build path, by the way. Uh, and so the passive squall damage is being nerfed again. So um, it's just the it, the base damage is not being changed. It's just the AP ratio. So if you're melee, the ratio was 30%. Now it's 20%. Uh, now, um, also, if you're ranged, it was 22.5%. And now it's 15%. Storm Surge was too strong. And it has been nerfed now twice. Uh so yeah, and then um, Stride Breaker, the attack speed is up by 5%, now it's 30%, and they decrease the gold cost from 3,100 to 3,000. So um, it's been it's been buffed, and as we talked about earlier, Darius and Garen and some of the other Stride Breaker users have also been buffed, so watch out for that. Uh, yeah, and then also it's worth noting that the gold penalty, they changed stacking support items, so before everyone on the on your team could buy support items and juggle it appropriately now it's um basically impossible to do that now so yeah um any thoughts on those changes i mean the support item is great but yeah the rest of it support items should be for support plain and simple uh, i'm happy with the storm surge nerf that that felt like that still feel, felt like it did too much damage to me yep agreed uh, the rest is just some gold changes, which is some, which is fine. Um, yeah, so all that's good. Next up, we have, there's some bounty adjustments. So the your bounty gold uh, was going from 20 to 80 percent of the player's bounty is it's being reduced depending on the team's gold deficit. Okay, so the more your team is behind in gold, the smaller your bounty became. So it was was 20 to 80 now it is 30 to 90 percent so harder to get a bounty when you're trying to carry your team yep but i i like that i do too bounty if your team's behind ten thousand gold yeah that's just ridiculous yeah i think that's great as well um uh, infernal drake the ability haste per and Infernal Cinder was 0.3, now it's 0.6. They doubled it. The Cinders did not feel that great, I don't think, especially in small quantities. So now when you have larger quantities, they actually feel... It's going to feel more impactful across the board, which is good. Um, yeah. Good, good buff. Good in general, yep. Um, and then we have a few more bug fixes slash quality of life changes. So we, I guess it's all quality of life. We went through the bug fixes that entire essay that were the bug fixes and didn't see anything that was worth mentioning however quality of life changes so um we talked about the jacks one we talked about the fizz one uh airy kane is gone kane no longer gets an additional orb every time airy hits somebody so if you're playing kane you can play airy if you truly want the damage from airy or you like that airy's animation however it is not beneficial uh soul wise so Note that Jace E hammer form is no longer guaranteed to be in the direction once the cast starts. So it's now going to be in the direction of like where you are based on him. So it actually works as it probably should have. Um, 
Heimerdinger's turrets, now the stats con constantly reflect stat Heimer's stats. So before it was when you drop a turret down, then let's say that you drop a turret down, then a second later you level up your Q to level 2, then that turret that you dropped down before you leveled up did not it did not reflect the stats of a level 2 turret. It reflected the stats of a level 1 turret. Now that will no longer be the case. It'll update itself because it updates every one second or so. Um, Nocturne Q Trail attaches to large and epic monsters, which is nice. Then it stays around a little longer. And then uh, Trundle and Volleybear's Qs, both of them have each gotten 25 additional range. And then also uh, Shaco's clone got a bunch of intuition into it, like a bunch of quality of life changes. Um, I'm not going to read through them, but there's like three or four of them. So, yeah. Any others that you thought yeah. were worth mentioning? Um, yeah, one more for Kane. I don't know if you said this part of it, but uh, his R now, it still heals them, even if the person who's channeling it, who's inside, dies. I forgot that one, yeah. Heal. So that's quality of life for red cane yeah that is good he's pretty strong right now he is he's well he's decent yeah um yep yeah, so that's uh that's the rest of that brand got a vfx update and it looks really good i will say i played against a brand and, and, and played with it it looks really good it's a lot more clarity it looks nicer um they also made it so that all of the jungle camps will spawn in practice tools some of them weren't before apparently uh, there's a clash coming up this weekend, and let's look at these skins that are coming up. Um, ooh, Primal Ambush. This is a cool skin line. And I like the champions they've chosen for it, too. Riven, Sivir, Vi, Talon, Yasso, Akshon, and Smolder. Yeah, the other than Sivir being, like, ambushed from, like, the bushes, like, from... Yeah. Anywhere, Vi, Talon, and Riven all fit that. You where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, they're just coming out. Coming. Yeah. Yeah, S Sivir's out of place there. Sivir is a little I out of place. Then first seeing Yasuo, the one from the uh, the League cinematic for 2024. Looks very cool. Three honors action. Looks a lot better than Three Honors Mal's did because Three Honors Mal's looked terrible. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> it looks terrible. That's yeah. Heaven Scale Smolder, I have not seen. I've seen what he looks like normally, but I haven't seen in game uh, what it'll look like. I mean, we get to see it a little bit. It looks like the you know uh, a Chinese dragon Smolder, and he's a dragon. So yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna play Smolder when it comes out. Give him a go. Yeah, he's same. He's supposed to be like an ADC, but it's like he's kind of a mage. He also has like infinite scaling, from what I understand, so he should be yeah. played in a probably a solo lane, realistically. That's fair. Just go side and yeah, actually, I mean, you got to try new champs and all the new roles or all the roles, right? So. Time for jungle smolder. Jungle smolder, yeah. <laughs> I'm. Comes that first first game. Oh, dude! Open up the Vi skin in uh like in a new tab. That is beautiful. Yeah, it's, that is gorgeous. Like, a, like the inside of the pond, the, the left's like kind of like a claw, but like, <laughs> what even is that on the right side or on the right hand? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's like a, some sort of a rock beast that she has attached. That's gorgeous. That's sick. The Riven one is. It looks like Nidalee. I don't like it. 
Talon looks good, but it looks like a weird Udyr skin to me. His blades look pretty sick. That's a nice red. It is, yeah. The Yasuo one is gorgeous. Um, but I think... Probably going to have some nice effects in-game. Yeah, even, even with the chromas, though, I think the base is the best one. And the Sivir in-game looks terrible as well, I think. Smolder one looks it's cool. Okay. The chromas are kind of <laughs> underwhelming. They're all sort of similar. But, yeah. So, that was uh, the rest of patch 14.1 that we didn't get to, and then 14.2. Next week, we'll uh, go through Smolder, and hopefully John's audio will be fixed. So, uh, with that, we have a Patreon. So, if you like the content that we produce, please go check that out, and anything that you're willing to donate to the cause is great and helps us keep the lights on, and fund this podcast uh we also have community nights which happen every tuesday starting at 7 15 eastern and run for as long as people are in there and they're usually a great uh great time and a lot of fun lastly if you have any feedback for us please let us know either in the feedback thread in our discord server or by uh emailing us at questions at trinityforcenetwork.com and if you're wondering how to find our uh, Discord server, it's linked on our website, which is trinityforcenetwork.com. So with that, we will sign off from this uh, marathon. I was going to say mammoth. That's the wrong one. Marathon of a podcast. And we'll see you all next time.